0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Therese, and normally what I do is read from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time, through my poetry. Um, I did not read on part one, Love is Not Enough, but I will go ahead and read on part two. So the name of this poem is entitled Impossible. Here we go. For you to really believe that I am easily deceived, that you can continue to blind me with your lack of integrity is impossible, simply impossible. I see right through you all the crazy things you do. You think that is cool. I'm not a fool you won't get away with the game that you're playing it's impossible simply impossible one of these days you will open your eyes the promises that you break by speaking those lies the ones that you've hurt by doing your dirt you think you've gotten away but you haven't it's impossible simply impossible So I hope that y'all are having the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And this is part two of Love Is Not Enough. So before we were so rudely interrupted, (laughs) I was trying to share with you a scripture that I read a long time ago. This is in the New International Version. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And I'm not sure which one it's gonna go all the way to, but how about this? I'm gonna read it, I'm just gonna read it and we'll go from there. So now the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. But since there is no, since there is so much immorality. Each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. And when they say marital duty, it's not just intimacy. It's literally um, in wedlock, the duties of a husband and the duties of a wife. will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not a command. So that was verse, it's 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through, I believe, 6. So he said, I say this as a concession. So let's look up what concession means. For those of you who are unaware, because truth be told, I don't even know. So a thing that is granted, especially in response to demands, a thing conceded, a preferential allowance or rate given by an organization, a gesture, especially a token one made in in recognition of a demand or prevailing standard the right to use land or other property for a specified purpose, granted by a government, a company, or other controlling body. And some synonyms for the word concession are, oh, and I got the definition from the Oxford Languages Dictionary, but some synonyms are compromise, adjustment, modification, allowance, exception, right, privilege, favor, license, permit, franchise, warrant. So in the regard that I was speaking of, um, I was stating how when I was once married, there was a time where my ex-husband denied me intimacy. And we had a conversation that had to do with this scripture, because I was letting him know that if I'm desiring intimacy and you are denying me intimacy, then you are refusing me my body. And if you do that for a certain amount of time without me agreeing to it, you're actually putting me in a position to commit adultery. Um, he hurried up and obliged, so that did not take place. But um, it still was a conversation that I had with him. Now, there are a lot of men that may be like, child, if my wife is wanting to be intimate with me, I'm not going to deny her. But you'd be surprised how many men deny their wives and you'd be surprised how many wives deny their husband of intimacy. And I do include sex in the equation. And so one of the reasons why I say love is not enough is because you can love a person and you can love them with all of your heart, mind, body, and soul, and truly, truly desire for that relationship to work. And we, and I'm sure whenever a lot of people have said their vows till death do us part, that they meant those words. But what I've come to recognize and what I've come to realize is that there is a difference when it comes to making a promise and having a covenant so a covenant is an agreement it's to agree by lease deed or other legal hold on I'm sorry y'all lease deed or and then I <laughs> I changed the trajectory so it just kind of deleted it but a contract drawn by a deed a clause in a contract A synonym for covenant, let me see, let me see, synonym, is contract, compact, treaty, pact, accord, deal, bargain, settlement, to undertake, to pledge, to promise, to agree, this is all found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. However, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is that there is a difference between promise. That was promi- um, covenant. So let me let y'all know what promise means. Um, so the definition of promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen to assure someone that one will definitely do, give or arrange something, undertake or declare that something will happen. Give good grounds for expecting a particular occurrence or situation. The synonym for promise is word of honor. Okay, so now we're getting deep, vow, guarantee. Okay, so I stand corrected. I stand corrected. You can, whenever you're making a promise, it can be interpreted as a covenant. And so, because the words pretty much are alike, oath, assurance, pledge, guarantee, undertake, vow. So I made a promise when I was married but i did not understand the value of covenant so i did not understand the value of that marriage and those vows so it made it easier to break them because i did not fully understand what it was that i was vowing to giving my word to that i was giving an oath to and truth be told, I did not and could not make a guarantee that I would be willing to love him until death do us part. And same for him. And so hence, that's why we're divorced. However, the more knowledge that I've gained concerning dating, concerning courting, concerning marriage and the like, Um, What I've come to realize is that love alone is not going to sustain or sustain a marriage. You've got to be willing to put in work. And it goes for both people. See, a lot of times we feel like we can carry someone. But the reality of it is if someone doesn't want to be there, nine times out of ten, they're gonna try to find an exit strategy. And so if you're trying to hold on for the sake of love, but you don't you haven't created that dialogue with said person or your whether it be your future hubby, your future wife, your current person that you're dating, or whatever, that dialogue is necessary to make sure that y'all are on one accord is so necessary to make sure that y'all are both showing up in the relationship is so vital. And then to talk about the projection of where you want to go, like the trajectory of the relationship where you where you really truly want to be, let's say 5 years from now, 2 years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now, having those open conversations And then even when you feel like you're not seeing eye to eye, because there's a lot of times that people are in these relationships and they're literally, they don't even like the person. So getting back to the example that I was talking about. So this particular couple, I have, I stopped watching because I don't watch reality shows like I used to a long time ago. So I kind of lost touch of what was going on in their world. But recently, just out of curiosity or sheer nosiness, depends on who is the narrator, I kind of stumbled upon one of their episodes and they've grown. So something took place between the time that I watched him question whether or not he was the father of their soon-to-be newborn. Where he was unfaithful in the marriage, where she was talking about divorce, something transpired between them to where they are now operating what looked like in a realm of trust, despite everything that had gone on, and that they were communicating with each other, and he was listening to her and going and literally repeating back what she said. She was listening to him and repeating back. You could tell somebody's therapy has taken place. Like they literally, you could tell that they were operating on one accord. And he was able to express his concerns and she listened. She was able to express her concerns and she listened. And to watch them, I was like, see, this is the type of thing that I like to see. Not saying that I don't wish no ill on nobody. I don't wish fallouts on nobody. I don't wish disagreements on anybody. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when reconciliation truly takes place. And when people are able to see, it's not just that I love you, but in a lot of ways, I need you. And this is how I need you. I need you to show up in this regard. I need you for this. I need you for that, and vice versa. To be able to convey that to the person that you are doing life with and for them to hear you, not just listen, but to hear the words that are coming out of your mouth and then apply what they've heard. It changes the trajectory of the relationship, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the dialogue. There have been so many couples that were literally on their way to divorce court. But someone, if not both of them, took a moment to say, that is not how I want to end this. In fact, I don't want to end this. And it's not just because I love you. It's because of X, Y, and Z. Next thing you know, Either they're going to therapy, one or both, if not together, separate. Then on top of that, they're applying and doing the homework, doing the actual work and applying what it is that they're learning. And they are all the better for it. Because a lot of times, if you think about it, whenever we're going through these phases of disagreements and being upset with people and, angry with people and everything that comes with indifference and arguments and disagreements and all of that, it's because we feel like we're not being heard. And sometimes when we're in relationships, we may feel like we hear the lip service, we hear the words, I love you, but the actions are not in alignment with the words. That's why love is not enough because you've got to be willing to do more than just say that you love someone in order for it to manifest into something wholesome and beautiful and wonderful. You got to be willing to listen to the other person. You got to be willing to apply the things that you've learned. You've got to be willing to be Open to open dialogue. You've got to be willing to admit when you're wrong. You got to be willing to apologize. You got to be willing to do the work. And it's a lot of work. So knowing that. And then you sometimes you got to be able to, like my son said, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? You got to be willing to count up the cost. You got to be willing to say. You know, I don't necessarily agree with how you handled X, Y, and Z. But after taking some real time to evaluate why this happened, I can see where I played a part in your decision-making process. So in the future, what I would really like for us to do so that it doesn't get to this point and you feel like you're going at this alone I would like for us to set aside some time to have an open dialogue and we can share our views and hopefully come to some mutual agreement. Something that will make both of us and put both of us at peace, make both of us happy. Because a lot of times, if we're just being honest, most decisions are made with selfish intentions behind them. But when you get into a relationship, self does have to die to a certain degree for the common good of the relationship. Let me rephrase that because, you know, some people be like, I'm all about myself. I don't know what you're talking about dying, girl. I ain't trying to die to myself and nobody. Not talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of let's just say there's a movie that's come out. And you may not be, I'm going to just use this as an example. Let's say that a brand new Marvel movie came out and you may not be a Marvel uh, fan whatsoever. You have no plan to go see this movie, had no intentions of seeing the movie, wouldn't even think about the movie. But your significant other is a diehard Marvel fan. And so they're like, I really, really want to see this movie. Oh, my God. But I want you to go with me. That's what I mean by dying to sell, Even though it is not at the top of your top 10 list, sometimes you may find yourself saying, you know what? I'm going to go because it'll make you happy. That's what I mean. Then you end up because you're going to make that person happy by being present, being there with them. Spending that that ex- having that experience with them, next thing you know, now y'all have something to discuss after the movie. They may flip the script and be like, "Hey, you did something nice for me." now I would love to return the favor and do something nice for you. You might love going to bridal shows. They might hate going to bridal shows, but because you made that sacrifice to go watch that Marvel movie for two and a half hours, maybe three or four hours, depending on which one it is, they now are making the sacrifice to go to the bridal show and sit up in there and look at all these different bridal gowns, knowing that they don't have brides, bridesmaids or bridal gowns on their minds but they're doing it for you because you made a sacrifice for them and died to self in that moment. Now they're dying to self in your moment and both parties are happy. That's what I mean by that. No love should be lost. And at the same time, so much is gained because this individual sacrificed for you, you sacrificed for them, y'all found a common ground and now both of you really, truly should be happier. But In terms of it just being love, as you can see, that was a sacrificial give. So, yeah, love might have had a part to do with it or a part of it, played a part in it. But it wasn't the end all to be all because you had to sacrificially give in such a way to be present and be somewhere that you really didn't want to be. And then you messed around and enjoyed yourself. How about that? It happens. It happens. So that's what I mean by dying to self. In this particular scenario. But I only wanted to say that because a lot of times we do, and I believe that's part of living in a fantasy world, feel like love is just going to conquer everything. And it is in the regard, I believe, when it comes to scripture, the love of God covers and conquers everything. We cannot do anything in our own strength. We need his help in order for us to be able to love unlovable people in order for us to forgive unforgivable acts. We need his love to be able to do that. And in that regard, I believe his love is what conquers all. Our love alone, I just truly don't believe is going to be enough. Because if that's the case, my whole world would have been different if love alone was going to be what it was. But it wasn't. So, you know, I'm here now. Anywho. So, I'm saying that, and this is just my perspective i y'all look i am not I did not write the Bible I am not a licensed therapist I just to be honest with you, I just love to talk and and give you give you a different perspective i I really do love to kind of like shed shed my perspective on some of these things that I've heard, some of the things that I've seen, and a lot of the stuff that I've been through um and that's why I came to this conclusion. It's not enough. You, there has to be so much more that you bring to the table than just mere love. There has to be so much more that you're willing to work through because you can truly love someone. And I mean, be madly in love with them and still not like that person
1: or not like certain
0: qualities about that person. So love is not enough. It's a lot of people that have loved and lost the person that they loved for so many, and and they'll tell you, I still love them. I mean, we see it all the time. People still loving their ex-wives or still loving their ex-husbands or still loving their high school sweethearts and the list goes on. But love is not enough to sustain a relationship. We need more. And you really truly, in my honest opinion, you need two people who are willing to fight for that thing who want to be in that thing for that relationship to work and for it to unfold and for it to prosper. One person can't carry the weight of that entire relationship. They just can't. You need both parties. Even God, he's a perfect gentleman. He don't force himself on us. If we don't want a relationship with him, he's going to love us regardless. But if we don't want a relationship with him, he's not going to force it. He's not going to force it. So how much so more in a relationship that we're attempting to build? If one person is not willing to do the work, if one person is not willing to be in that relationship the same at the same measure, or in the same measure, if not more than you are, just think about that. Think about that. Have those open dialogues. Ask those questions. There's so many... And I know a lot of people go around and say, oh, they can't handle my truth. They can't handle my truth. Then why are you with that person? If if you know deep down inside that the person that you're courting, that you're dating, maybe even potentially married to, cannot handle your truth, why are you with them? Sometimes we have to sit back and ask ourselves certain questions, hard questions. Why did I choose you? Why did you choose me? Why am I here if I can't be who I am? How can we change that narrative? Because it doesn't mean that even if, let's just say that you went about it the wrong way and now you're in it. Because I know a a few people that have told me that. Uh, I'm here now. You know, we did not do said I do, child. So, uh, yeah. Okay. It's not too late to do the work. You can still do the work. Start where you're at. If you see that there's a problem, acknowledge it. If you see that, oh, you know what? We really are not seeing eye to eye and we haven't seen eye to eye in a decade. Where do we fall off? Where do we miss it? Where did the shift take place? When did the shift take place? And how do we rectify that? Because I don't want to do this another 10 years. I don't want to do this another year, five years, whatever. It's not too late. One thing that I can that I've literally started to to do um and that's with all of my relationships not just my one relationship it's all of my relationships I have literally gone through gauging with these whoever it is where are we at how is the friendship do you feel like I'm still being your friend <laughs> or do you look at me as an enemy if so when did that shift take place I literally just had, I call her my little sister. We literally just had a dialogue, I think it was yesterday, and she just called me, thanking me for being her friend and being such a loving and a good friend. But we're having that dialogue by the grace of God. But, it, you know, those reports, you need those reports. You need the good, the bad, the ugly, and then the indifferent. How do you view me as an employee? How do you view me as a sibling? How do you view me as your daughter? We need, though, in order for us to be a better person, or to become a better person, we need that insight. Right now they have this thing, I don't know what there is. I mean, this is what I've been noticing on certain social media sites. Tell me your experience with me. I'm paraphrasing, I don't know it verbatim. But it's like, you have people asking, if you've ever met me, what is your perspective of who I am? And they're putting this on a public platform. And you know why? because these are people that are doing the work and they want honest feedback to find out where did I miss it? How can I make it right? I wanna grow. I wanna be a better version of myself, whether I'm in a relationship or I'm not. And sometimes it takes the opinions of others for me to get to where I'm trying to go. But when you're in a relationship And if you're truly being honest with yourself, if you take love out of the equation, what else is left standing? What else do y'all have? Do you have a friendship? Do you have companionship? Can you really have a confidant? Can you really tell this person your deepest secrets? Can you really confide in this person when you're hurting, when you're angry, when you're mad, when you're sad, whatever, happy, all of those things? When, take love, just for a moment, I'm not saying take it out completely, but just set it aside for a moment. What else, what other recipes, what other ingredients do you have in that recipe of your relationship? What else? When you take love out of the equation for a brief moment and you look, do you have a friendship? Do you view this person as a companion? Can you trust this person? Can this person trust you? Um, And the list goes on. Do you keep account of this person's wrongs? Yes or no? Are you able to laugh with this person? Are you able to cry with this person? Are you able to dream with this person? Love is like icing on the cake. (laughs) When all else fails, you got you some love. That's the foundation. That's like icing on the cake. It could be the plate and it could be the icing. Really, the plate needs to be God. That's just in my personal opinion. You got got to have a foundation and it has to start with him. Everything else you can build on top of that. But if everything else gets wiped away tomorrow, the one thing that you need is that solid foundation. And I truly believe that that is God. For me, that's God. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So for me, that solid foundation is God because when all else fails and everybody else falls by the wayside, he's the one that I can look up to and be like, whew, you know what? I'm still breathing, Lord. Let's do this. Let's rebuild. I feel like that comes the same when it comes with relationships. Y'all may be doing great. The, the, all the birds are chirping. The sunshine is out. The rainbow is out. And then the storm hits. And you looking at Everybody and you looking at him and he looking at you all upside each other's head like mm, mm, mm. but if you got God, y'all can both get down on bended knee give it over to him and watch him work so I feel like he's got to be the, the solid foundation, he's got to be Father God, Abba Father, all of that and then build on top of that but that icing I believe is love that icing on the cake is love but it is not enough. What do you have without that icing on the cake? Only you and your life partner know. Only you and your life partner can answer that. But you got to have more than love. That's just my honest opinion. You don't have to agree with it. We can agree to disagree. But this is going to conclude my episode on today. Um, Before I conclude my episode, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby um, I wrote this on August the 6th of 2022. Y'all, I got a confession. Let me confess this real quick before I read this. I'm aging, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm aging. I'm just going to leave it at that. I just, oof. You know, these dates are flying by. These dates are flying by, y'all oh my god they're flying by but yeah i'm aging that's that that was my psa announcement (laughs) i'm leaving it at that but anywho so here we go dear future hubby have you ever dreamt a dream and out of sheer excitement shared that dream with someone whose opinion you wholeheartedly valued and respected how did that turn out for you was your dream welcomed with open arms was it celebrated without hesitation? Were your ideas or your dreams shot down? Were you told that your dream was impossible? How did that make you feel? Whether your dream was or was not supported by the person or the persons you value. I only ask because I desire to share my dreams with you. and for you to share your dreams with me too. But I don't want to shut your dreams down. And I most definitely do not want you to shut down my dreams either. This is one reason why I am working on my communication skills. Learning how to not only articulate my dreams, but to guard who I share my dreams with because life has taught me that everyone will not rejoice for you or on your behalf. And a lot of people who are surrounding us, they don't wholeheartedly rejoice for us. However, my desire is that you and I rejoice for one another concerning our accomplishments, our dreams, and our goals and the like. I love you. Be encouraged. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that y'all hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.